What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards. I'm your host, Ben Mahich. I cover the team for SB Nation's Bolts Forever. No Anthony today, so you're going to get another fireside chat with myself. We're going to talk about Russell Westbrook's impact. Maybe you can sneak into an all-NBA team. Daniel Gafford, we got an update on Denny Avdian. Of course, we'll preview today's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. But before we do that, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. So on Thursday, I ruffled some feathers on Twitter, as I sometimes do. It was accidental, I promise. Before I even talk about what I posted, the responses I got, I gotta, I gotta just mention. I obviously understood that Russell Westbrook is amongst the NBA's biggest names. He's an NBA superstar. He's one of the most popular players to literally ever step foot on the earth. And that's coincidental because it is Earth Day on the day I'm recording this. But Russell Westbrook really is that fantastic. He's world-renowned. He's the most athletic point guard to ever play. He's one of the only players to ever average a triple-double. I mean, the accolades go on and on. He's a former MVP, first ballot Hall of Famer, and so on. But the amount of fans... I mean, they, I've heard about Russell Westbrook's stands. I've heard about the so-called cult. I hate to use that word, but that's just the word I've been seeing thrown out there that Russell Westbrook has. I was absolutely shocked. I mean, the, the tweet got hundreds of responses from mostly Russell Westbrook fans, I responded to a tweet from Stat Muse, which referenced Russell Westbrook's statistics in the clutch. He's averaging 105 points, fifth in the NBA, 59.1 field goal percentage, first in the NBA, and 41% from three. He's the most efficient clutch scorer this season with 65.9 efficient field goal percentage. That's the stat that Stat Muse threw out there. So I quote tweeted that and I put, if the Wizards sneak into the playoffs, Russell has a decent chance for all NBA. And then I put whispers, perhaps an even better case than Beal. I mean, look, I obviously have criticized Russell Westbrook in the past. I'm not alone there. I'm still skeptical that you can win with a player like Russell Westbrook, a player that really can't play off the ball who's really struggled defensively, who's turnover prone, who's inefficient, obviously not in the clutch this season, but generally speaking, does that take away from the fact that Russell Westbrook is a Hall of Famer? It does not. Does that take away from the fact that he's still playing at an all-NBA level like I reference right now? It does not. But that segues to the discussion that during the second half of the season, the Wizards have quietly gotten an all-NBA type of performance from Russ, and he's done it when it counts in the clutch. He's been one of the most clutch players in the NBA. He's done it efficiently, and that leads you to the question that, you know, Anthony and I talk about the Wizards' schedule coming up and the fact that it's relatively easy. You know, they're, they're playing a bunch of rebuilding teams, including the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. The Wizards have rattled off six straight wins. These are all very important for the Wizards, given that they're 10th in the East, battling for one of these play-in slash playoff spots. And let's say the Wizards keep rolling, playing at this level. They keep winning games and maybe even maybe even secure a 500 record some way, which would require them to win 10 of their next 14 games or whatever the case may be. It's obviously a tough ask, but the Wizards' schedule is doable. They look like they might end up doing that. And if they do, you have to start talking about Russell Westbrook maybe making an all-NBA team and maybe over Bradley Beal. That's not to say he's a better player than Bradley Beal, a more important player than Bradley Beal for the franchise. He's obviously not. Bradley Beal is the younger player, um, the more offensively versatile player. But Russell Westbrook right now is averaging a triple-double. 
And I got to say, the Washington Wizards would not be having the season turnaround that they're experiencing right now without him. In fact, I mean, he's been incredible lately, especially in the clutch. This has to be noted. And I think if the Wizards make this turnaround, people like Stephen A. Smith and the national media will start to recognize that, you know what, Russell Westbrook still has plenty of game left in the tank. And if he does keep playing at this level, I think he might end up getting some All-NBA votes. Obviously, the odds are stacked against them. You have Bradley Beal, as I just mentioned, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Jimmy Butler, Paul George. I mean, the list goes on and on. Kyrie Irving, James Harden. I mean, these are all all NBA caliber players. Putting Russell Westbrook over any of them is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I'm not saying he will. But when you look at the impact he's been having on the Wizards, the fact that they're turning their season around, let's say they do sneak into the playoffs, secure a 500 record, whatever the case may be, then I think we'll start looking at Russell Westbrook as a potential all-NBA player. And this means a lot for Russell Westbrook's legacy because let's be honest, truth be told, at the beginning of the season when he was playing through pain, playing through the injury, he looked bad. I mean, he, he flat out, and I, I hate to say it that way, but that's just the truth. He was struggling to, to make any sort of impact. In fact, the Wizards often looked better with him off the floor. And there were a lot of Russell Westbrook fans that, that came after people and said, you know what, he's not done. He's not done. And look, they were right. Russell is far from done. He looks explosive. He's catching alley-oops again. He's attacking the basket. He's obviously scoring plenty in the clutch. And he's been, I'd say, the catalyst for the Wizards' season turnaround. So maybe... Just maybe he'll sneak into one of these all-NBA teams. I'm not saying it's a prediction, but I'm saying it's a possibility. But you know who else has been making a fantastic impact on the Washington Wizards? Has been one of the reasons why the Wizards are turning their season around. Daniel Gafford. Anthony and I have talked about his impact during the season, how surprising he's been. But let's dig a little deeper. Let's look at the fact that he's become sort of a mini Rudy Gobert. But before we do that, I want to let you know about Built Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on the market you got cookies and cream you got caramel brownie i mean all these indulgent flavors but guess what you don't even have to feel bad about eating it it's high protein it's low sugar it's low calorie it's great for the keto diet for the peanut butter one for instance it's five grams of sugar five grams of net carbs you really can't get better than built bar you if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Lockdown local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL YouTube page to watch a live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. More positive pixels for the Washington Wizards. Daniel Gafford, who would have thought that he would make this much of an impact? Let's give credit where credit is due. Right here, Tommy Shepard might have found a diamond in the rough. The Chicago Bulls have underwent a complete overhaul. New coaching staff with Billy Donovan. New um, front office with a tourist, Kanishavars. And, and, and you have a team that's really priding itself 
on scouting and player development. Yet somehow Daniel Gafford might have slipped through the cracks. Look, he's played so well. The Wizards fans are forgetting that they traded Troy Brown for Daniel Gafford. Troy Brown, who was really beloved by the fan base, uh, who I thought was underutilized in Washington. All of a sudden, the Wizards might have gotten the center that they've needed all along. Another tweet, if you would allow me to, to just put this out there again. Zach Rosen, who, who works for the Washington Wizards, put out that in games Daniel Gafford has played, the Wizards have a 105.9 defensive rating with him on the court and 105.4 defensive rating with him off the court. That would be the best defensive team in the league if that sample size stretched a full season. Let me say that again. The Washington Wizards, who Anthony and I have been lamenting about, their defensive performance, their lack of defensive personnel, the coaching almost seemingly getting lost in terms of the game planning and just bad teams lighting them up, all of a sudden have the best defensive rating in the NBA? And what changed? Is it just Daniel Gafford? You look at his impact. The, the things that Daniel Gafford is able to do on the court is far from anything that the Wizards front court is capable of doing and that includes Thomas Bryant who's been injured this season with a torn ACL even one healthy Thomas Bryant is not capable of playing defense the way that that Daniel Gafford has played this year he's been all over the place Daniel Gafford has he's an incredible defensive player he gets after it on the glass he protects the paint and he swats shots and he catches lobs you look at him and if you squint a little bit you might see Rudy Gobert out there I mean, that, that, that sounds kind of crazy right I get it but the impact he's had in Washington is very similar he's not a player that needs the ball to be effective and the Wizards need those type of players why because they have Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal so you slot Daniel Gafford in there and he fits in there absolutely seamlessly he's a lob threat he does all the dirty stuff that players don't often want to do he gets after it on the glass and he blocks shots he is the perfect fit for the Washington Wizards Tommy Shepard kudos to Tommy Shepard I know he listens I know he he uh, reads all the blogs and, and he pays attention to the coverage he very, he very well might be listening to Lockdown Wizards right now Tommy Shepard if you're out there if you're listening to this I got to give you credit when credit's due Tommy Shepard has made plenty of these small moves in the past he traded for Mo Wagner he traded for uh, Jerome Robinson he traded for Isak Bonga some of these moves haven't panned out, but then some of these other smaller moves like Garrison Matthews, all of a sudden a contributor. Daniel Gafford, a contributor, a real deal contributor. The sample size, I get it, is still very small, but if Daniel Gafford can continue playing at this level, all of a sudden the Wizards have a legitimate starting center on their roster and Thomas Bryant, who's on a relatively cheap contract as well. Daniel Gafford, a cap-controlled contract as well. Tommy Shepard, he did it again. He found a diamond in the rough. He's tried time and time again with Jerome Robinson, Bonga, Mo Wagner, Garrison Matthews. He's missed on some of them, but you can't blame him for trying. With Daniel Gafford, he really might have struck gold here. It's very difficult to strike gold with some of these players because you really don't know what you're going to get. Yet the Wizards really might have done it here. Tommy Shepard, a guy who's been criticized for his player development skills in the sense that he struggled to to see the fruits of his labor pan out, if you will, um, you know, struggled to get veterans around his players. But the one thing that he's really done, I think, a good job of is finding these relatively unknown players who have legitimate potential. And Daniel Gafford is one of those players. He's a very intriguing young player. Uh, he's exactly what the Wizards have needed. And, and honestly, you look at the Wizards young players in the roster. He's just as exciting, if not more exciting than any player on the roster. And I'm talking about the young players, obviously, not Russell and Bradley Beal. 
that says a lot about Daniel Gafford. It's not a shot at Rui or Denny or any of the other players. It just says a lot about Daniel Gafford. I mean, he, he really flies around the court. I mean, the lob threat, I understand there's a lot of athletic centers in the league and, and that the Wizards have deprived themselves of that for a very long time, but he does what many centers can't do. He sets hard screens. He's, he, a lot of his teammates have talked about just throwing the ball wherever and he's going to go and get it. I mean, how many players in the league are there that, that can do that? Daniel Gafford is one of them. Uh, it's a very exciting time, I think, to be a Wizards fan in the sense that you can finally see a glimmer of hope. They have players that could pan out and become really, really good players in the league. And Daniel Gafford has done more than just show flashes. I mean, he's played really well. He's 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 uh, really excelled in the role that he's been given. And, and it wouldn't surprise me that in the not-too-distant future, if he's a starter for the Washington Wizards, because he is, at this point in time, especially with Thomas Bryant out, the best center on the roster and one of the reasons why the Washington Wizards are turning their season around. But speaking of young players, we got Denny Avdia, an update on his injury, an unfortunate injury that he suffered against the Golden State Warriors on Wednesday. But before we do that, I want to let you know that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA is in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. It's real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKDOWN. As promised, we got a quick update on Denny Avdia's unfortunate injury. The Washington Wizards on Thursday uh, gave us an MRI update. Anthony and I talked about the repercussions of this. Um, we found out that he had a hairline fracture on Wednesday, an unfortunate injury against the Golden State Warriors. But in terms of injuries, it's probably the best news the Wizards could have gotten. They said that he'll be out 14 weeks or 12 weeks, excuse me. That puts him at about a three-month timetable. He obviously won't be coming back this season, but that means that he'll be back next year. No surgery required, so knock on wood, he should be back next year without any sort of setback. And as I talked about uh, last episode, Denny was obviously thrust in this odd role where he was asked to be a spot-up shooter. He wasn't drafted for that reason, and obviously now you got to take a glass-half-full approach in the sense that he'll be able to watch the team from the sideline and learn from that way. John Wall talked about that a lot, how he grew as a young player dealing with his knee injuries, just watching the veteran players, picking the, the coach's brains. And I think Denny, as a 20-year-old player, obviously the injury is unfortunate, but he'll be able to learn in that way. Um, injuries are never fun. The Wizards suffered a, a torn Achilles or a tear in ACL, excuse me, with Thomas Bryant. Um, a slew of injuries all season long. Russell Westbrook dealt with a quad injury. You add Denny Avdia to the list. Uh, it's it's not the best, but again, taking a glass half full approach, Denny should be back without any uh, sort of hindrance. But I got a special guest here with us. Uh, no Anthony, so we're just going to toss it her way. Are you comfortable with me saying your name? or Are you comfortable with me saying your name? or Absolutely. Why don't you introduce yourself, Amanda? This is Amanda. This is my significant other. She's She's gonna. We're gonna talk a little bit of uh, philosophy with the Washington Wizards, and in the sense that we we've talked about the Wizards' playoff positioning, uh, their their struggles, sort of having consistent uh, fans. We obviously know they have a diehard fan base. They've underwent a lot of changes. Amanda has been there to watch it from a casual fan's perspective. So I wanted to have her on the podcast today to discuss really what it what it takes to to draw a casual fan to a team. The Wizards have struggled with that for since I've been covering really in 2012. 
even before that. Um, the Wizards want to do that. They, they added Russell Westbrook partially for that reason. But I want to pick your brain, Amanda, on this. Uh, you were a Wizards fan, I think, a, a, a diehard, I'd say, in 2015, 16, 16, 17 season. Those teams were successful. What drew you to those teams? And, and how could you, I guess, contrast that with this year's team, given that you really haven't watched them? So just generally contrast that team, the 2016 team that you love, Kelly Oubre, Otto Porter, John Wall, Bradley Beal, those really good Wizards teams to this one that you might have not paid attention to as much as you otherwise would have. And what draws your attention to the team, I guess, and what helps you keep it? Well, thank you so much, Ben. I'm I'm just happy to be here. Honestly, I've been I feel like I've been waiting pretty patiently for this for this time to be a, a guest star on the Lockdown Network. Um, but in all a guest star, <laughs> a star. Okay, all right. I mean, this microphone has me feeling like quite the star. But no, I mean, I'm glad you qualified this because I'm definitely no expert. I'm not. I'm not like you and Anthony. Shout out, Anthony. We miss you here tonight. Um, and that I'm, I'm not that well-versed in the mechanics of basketball. I love hearing you guys talk about it, and I do love watching the games. But especially this year, I'm not going to lie. I, I haven't been watching the Wizards as much as I have in the past. Um, and that energy's just been a little bit on the low side for me. <clears throat> but, I mean, comparing them to the team that I loved – back in 2016, 2017 season, where all those stars you just mentioned, they were exciting. They brought the heat. They brought the vibes. Um, they were just fun to watch. I felt like they were always – we were yelling at the TV nonstop. They were always doing exciting things and keeping you engaged. Um, but dig deeper, though. You, you said energy vibes. What does that mean? I mean, you can kind of feel it. It's one of those things where it's obscenity, right? You, you know it. Uh, just by seeing it, I guess, right? However you want to describe that. But what what, what draws you to a team as a casual fan? Because Anthony and I, have, you know, we grew up watching basketball. We have our favorite players. The nuances of the game intrigue right. us. Anthony digs deep into statistics. He sends me messages at 1 o'clock in the morning yes, telling me does. about obscure messages or, or stats, rather. You're not that person. No. And, I, and I think most people who watch the Washington Wizards and basketball included or really any sport aren't those people. You are... I think you make up the majority of Washington Wizards fans. So I think I want, I want to dig a little deeper. What, what about this Wizards team is different from those teams that had the vibes and the energy, you think? Yes, digging deeper there because these sound like very basic terms that somebody who doesn't understand basketball might use. But I've got to say, it's not like this team is dull and like they, they don't have any energy. They've got players that I do... I think the key there to a team that even a casual fan like myself wants to engage with is players. It's the players that they want to be invested in, um, but it's not just good players on their own like Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. It's it's watching that chemistry, watching that chemistry on the court. When I think back to that that 2017 team even, players like Gortat, like players like Kelly Oubre, Brad, John Wall, I mean the Brad and John Wall duo, I think – a lot of it could come back to that. Watching those two play together was fun. It was guaranteed fun, good flow chemistry. You don't have to know anything about basketball to know that those two were playing well together. They were playing smart often, um, and they were just, I guess I keep saying this, but fun to watch. And that's not to say that this team isn't because there are players that I do find engaging and interesting, but – I just think that it does come down to that chemistry piece where I, you don't see as much flow, fluidity in the players. 
Um, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't see as much, like, smart basketball being played. Uh, that's, a, that's a really good point, Amanda. I think that's a, that's a really good point because Scott Brooks has talked about this team having the best chemistry in the locker room that he's ever, ever uh, had as a coach, or especially in Washington over the last five years. And when you juxtapose that to how they're playing on the court, I think you're right. I mean, look, again, Amanda's a casual fan. She's not us. She doesn't cover the team in any way. But you're right. They, they don't play with the chemistry. You just look at the, the data and the numbers. They're amongst the least passing teams in the NBA. And that's partially because they have Russ and Brad, and Scott Brooks just gives them the ball and kind of lets them figure it out. It's kind of been, been his philosophy this year. Whereas with John and Brad, as, as you've alluded to in 2016-17, Otto Porter and those players, they did a really good job moving the ball, and it showed in the way they play. So, Amanda, do you, do you have hope that this team could become one of those teams? Like when you watch them play, do they give you flashes of, of maybe potential of becoming an interesting team that could possibly engage uh, your viewership or are you kind of just disinterested with the roster because on paper I mean Russell Westbrook is a name that casual fans know he's one of the most popular players to ever play in the NBA Bradley Beal's getting there obviously as well being an all-star this year um, then you have other interesting players like Rui and Denny who've captured the international audiences in Japan and Israel so do you think this team has the makeup of, of a basketball team that could one day, if not soon, engage your viewership again? And what, what will it take for this for the Wizards team to get you to tune in on a 7 p.m. on a Wednesday night? Oh, yes, Ben. Absolutely. I will forever have hope in the Wizards. I do not think hope is lost by any stretch of the imagination. And you just touched on it all. I mean, they've got individual players that are fun to get invested in. Bertans, for example, watching him shoot is like water. <laughs> it's like... I don't even know what that is. She just turned into like a was that a New Jersey accent? What was that? Woda. Honestly, um, players like Rui and like you said, engaging that international audience, it's super exciting to see because I think that's one of the coolest things about basketball and particularly basketball US basketball. It's it's the best of the best and and players like Denny, I mean it was I and th- last night was a game I was watching and then watching Denny get hurt was like, no, it was it was devastating. Um watching I know he's brand new. We don't know much about him, but I really like Jordan Bell. Loved that camaraderie, covering up Denny's injury right away, being there for him. Like, in a very rare way, I, I from my understanding, it seems like he was there with his teammate on the court. And that was nice to see. It's so I think that speaks to what you said Scott Brooks sees, is that clearly there's chemistry with this team. Clearly there's a really, really talented I mean, you look at Brad's shooting last night. He outshot Steph Curry by a lot. So all those pieces are there, and it does surprise me a bit that, you know, Scott Brooks is saying it's the best chemistry he's ever seen in a locker room. Definitely that's surprising to me um, because you don't necessarily see that all the time on the court. But it speaks to the fact that, yeah, those pieces are there. Those elements of hope are certainly there. And the Wizards, if nothing else, they will always – find a way to surprise you that's what i found that's true she learned that pretty quickly early on as as a as a a new wizards fan but um amanda i want to i want to touch base with you on one more thing before we let you and the the lockdown wizards faithful enjoy their weekend here um as a casual fan you're not as invested i think in in team or, or someone who's invested in the team on a diehard level um there's this idea, I think, in the NBA that unless you're one of the three or four teams in the NBA competing for a championship, which 
Um, year after year, there's probably about three or four teams who are legitimate contenders who might win the championship, barring injury. The Wizards haven't been there since 1978. Um, and there's this push, I think, amongst diehard fans and probably even amongst NBA franchises who run teams. Um, do you tank? Do you lose almost intentionally with hope of getting a Zion Williamson, Luka Doncic type of player who could turn your franchise around overnight? Or do you push for a playoff spot? Um, with hopes of maybe making some noise and just reinvigorating your fan base just by being in that atmosphere of the playoffs. So from a casual fan's perspective, Amanda, what would it mean to you if the Wizards just merely made the playoffs this year? Would that, would that engage you more than if the team was completely um, committed to rebuilding and, for lack of a better word, sucked for the next two or three years? And maybe they should rebuild it does that not even cross your mind because i think this is a topic that casual fans obviously don't get their their voice heard on on such but it impacts them i'd say more than anybody else because they're the ones that make up the majority of the fan base oh yes i say absolutely 10 times out of 10 you push you're in this to win this you got players out there like bradley beal he deserves a playoff spot you don't give up I don't know. I, that could be a super hot take, but that's my opinion. I know it's worked for teams quite well in the past. If I'm not wrong, I, I, Philly did that, right? Yeah. And now they're one of the best in the East, and and that's cool to see. But, I mean, no, I think that they owe it to themselves to, to push. Why would you want to suck? And, I, of course, I think from me, from my perspective as a casual fan, I want to see the Wizards in the playoffs. I want to watch those games. Um, and it would be sad to me if they weren't. Well, there you have it, folks. Amanda Palladino coming in hot with her casual fan take. We might have to make this a reoccurring segment. We want to thank you guys for listening. If you haven't already, go subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let's Amanda. Let's let's Amanda send us uh, out to the weekend. What do you want to say to the Lockdown Wizards faithful for you know sticking with us? all season long when when there's been some trying times and the Wizards are turning around six straight wins so let's let's sign off with this Amanda they play the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight the average age of the Oklahoma City Thunder just for some background 23 years old the most intriguing uh, players is a young player Serbian kid by the name of Alexei Pukashevsky who I pointed out not long ago for for his appearance very skinny kid from Serbia he's probably the most interesting player so make a quick prediction here Wizards six straight wins they meet the Oklahoma City Thunder rebuilding team they're tanking formerly Kevin Durant Russell Westbrook James Harden now just Alexei Pokoshevsky so they're completely kicking the idea of winning to the curb with hopes of landing a future Kevin Durant in two or three years whatever the case may be so Amanda quick prediction here seven straight wins for the Wizards or what seven is that lucky number and I think Russell Westbrook is about to go off. Wow. Russell Westbrook, another triple-double prediction from Amanda. Guys, thanks for listening. As always, we'll be back with you again on Monday.